I would post um, like videos or photos of me and my dog on trail, or I, I spent a lot of time doing solo backpacking trips and camping trips. And a lot of my friends would reach out to me and be like, oh, I wish I could do that. I just don't have the guts to sleep outside by myself, or I really don't want to be walking a trail alone. This is a Life in Motion audio experience, a podcast about travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, and welcome to episode 64 of Life in Motion. I've got Caitlin, aka The Design Punk, with me. She has a definite love for the outdoors and has done design work with a handful of nonprofits that we've worked with in the past. Um, she's also recently just started Camp Fulson, which focuses on creating a safe place for public places while being a resource for people to simply get outside. I'm excited to see what she's doing to make a difference in the outdoor community. Uh, Caitlin, thanks for being on the show today. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, yes, I'm excited. I, I, you know, I've been following you for a while on Instagram and kind of seeing what you're, you're into. So I'm excited to kind of uh, learn more about your story and what all you're doing. So, but before we get into Camp Fulson and some of that stuff, um, let's let's kind of set the stage of, like I said, who you are. You know, where did it all start? You know, where you grew up, hobbies you had growing up, kind of how you got into this lifestyle and kind of passionate about this. Sure, sure. So my name is Caitlin Olszewski. Um, I am currently located in Richmond, Virginia. I moved here about four years ago. Okay. Um, I grew up in a rural town in Pennsylvania called Unionville. Um, that's no one has ever heard of. <laughs> um, we're known for our uh, mushrooms. Uh, there's a lot of mushroom farms in that area. Interesting. Um, a lot of farming in general, um, to the point where, you know, on New Year's Eve, they drop a giant light up mushroom in the town. Um, so it's about half an hour south of Philly. Uh, I went to Penn State for design and marketing, um, which is what I actually do now full time for a corporate company here in Richmond. Um, and then I started Camp Send on the side of that. Um, growing up, I had a lot of uh, random outdoor hobbies. I played a few sports, uh, spent a lot of time outside, a lot of time riding my bike. Um, it wasn't really until I got to college that I started focusing more on the responsibility aspect of all the, the recreation that I was doing outside and really looked at, you know, sustainability and lobbying for public lands. So that kind of sparked um, in my early 20s and has carried to myself now where I'm 31 and still passionate about all those things and kind of taking more action as I get older, which has been a really good thing. So I'm excited to kick off this initiative and even get more involved in the outdoor industry and seeing what we can do to help. That's awesome. And so um, you said you're um, or an hour and a half or so from or from Philly where you grew up. Are, are you an Eagles fan? Are you a football fan at all? Um, by association, the only <laughs> sport that <laughs> the only sport I truly, truly follow is hockey, and I'm a okay. really big Flyers fan. Okay, okay, I'm. A, so I'm a, you know, <laughs> if Shane Gattis Gattis Fair is watching this or listening to this podcast, <laughs> you know, my big uh, fan. The, the reason I, I bring that up, my my family is actually originally from Pittsburgh, um, so I'll, I'm a Steelers oh, fan. I never really got into okay. hockey, but I I just had to ask that. Uh, and yeah. <laughs> then going going to college um, in Penn State, basically right in the middle, um, I'm assuming the main campus, um, right in the yep. middle of the state. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, so I, I don't know if you're familiar with Camp Woodward there, the action sports camp that's like 45 minutes yep. east of it. Yep. Yep. 
so I, I went there as a camper and then I worked there and during the summer all through, um, all through college as well, but, and visited Penn state while I was there. But I mean, talk about, you know, getting outside and and experience different things kind of in that area, you know, from caving to floating rivers to everything. So I'm Mm -hmm. sure did, did, did kind of being around that environment kind of really spark that, I guess, got you more active kind of, as you mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. I always talked about going to college in the mountains, um, which is where Penn State, the Happy Valley is. Um, On a podcast I was on a year ago, I joked around that I used to skip my, you know, when you're a freshman and you have to take like Jenna and math as a prerequisite. I used to skip math class all the the time to hike Mount Nittany because I hate (laughs) math. and I would rather be hiking um so I did that on my last podcast and you know my mom listened to it and was like you used to skip math college you know how much you pay for that I'm like well hiking ended up serving me better you know as I got older so there's definitely no regrets there but yeah being in that kind of environment and being so close to the mountains and having access to snowboarding too um was a really really big impact for me um with outdoor recreation that's that's awesome. And so obviously there's the obvious uh, tie with kind of the accessibility almost there as far as you can mm-hmm. outdoors, no matter what the the activity is. But where did that and, and you said during college is kind of when you you kind of fell in love or became passionate about the uh, kind of the responsibility, the responsibility side of things. Yeah. How, how did you, was there like a, a group in college that was kind of, you know, um, I guess activist, I guess is maybe that's the right yeah. term, but it, is, did you get involved with that or did like, how, how did that kind of progress? Cause obviously, you know, it's, it's one thing in enjoying the outdoors and activities, but then, mm-hmm. you know, when you get into lobbying and doing that kind of stuff, that's a whole yeah. another world, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when I was in high school, I was actually in our high school's earth club. So I learned a little bit through that and then carried that into college and worked with a couple different groups. But I think honestly, what happened is, you know, I was, I was studying a lot. I was doing a lot of, um, I was a major with a minor and a concentration. So I had a lot going on. So I used the outdoors as a way to escape. Yeah. Um, and then when I was recreating outside, I was noticing a lot of you know, litter, a lot of um, different kind of problems as I was out there trying to escape and trying to have peace of mind um, and then realizing how much of a problem that was. And then the more I dove into it, um, I think it's easy for all of us to kind of live in this little bubble where we're like, oh, this is such a bad problem, which these like dang college kids wouldn't leave their, you know, at the time it was for a loco, but now it's white cloth pants <laughs> like on yeah. trail. Um, and then once I kind of got more into um, advocating for little litter pickups and things like that, I got more into the outdoors and realizing, you know, this isn't just a localized problem. This is all across the board. And then getting more involved in, you know, the public lands protection and the problems that are existing and getting more and more um, problematic as the years go on. Um, so it kind of just really skyrocketed from there. And then realizing, you know, you can have local impact, but there's also a lot of work that needs to be done on the national and even global sector, as well as we get more into climate change and being more intentional about, you know, who we vote into uh, different offices and that sort of thing and paying attention to what their policies are and what their plans are um, in terms of public lands and environmentalism is a huge, huge thing that I've been trying to open up the conversation to more. 
Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and kind of like you mentioned before, you know, it's, you know, walking on trail, seeing a, a white collar or four loco or cigarette butts mm-hmm. or whatever it is, you know, it's one thing, you know, to, to walk by and be like, Oh man, this like, this, this really sucks. Like, why are people doing this? But half the people or probably more than half the people I should say, will walk by that, see, see that trash or whatever, and not actually do anything about it, whether that's actually picking up the trash and finding the, like, the nearest trash can if there is or putting it, you know, in their backpack or whatever. So actually, you know, making that kind of step forward, obviously, is a, is a big step and super helpful. And even as, as you mm-hmm. said, you know, if, you know, it's not just a local thing, you know, no matter where you're at, it's, it's a, it's a national thing and global thing as well. But, you know, just making your impact in your own community, that can, that can help the other communities recognize that as well. So that's awesome. For sure. Yeah. Um, so, so with that, you um, talked talk about your college days and then uh, you ended up in Richmond, um, which is, mm-hmm. um, and I, I went to VCU. So we, we have a couple similar ties here, obviously that we didn't know about yeah. either. Uh, but so I went there and obviously that's, you know, Richmond is much different than, you know, Penn state um, state college or whatnot. So Mm -hmm. I guess what, what brought you there and then what were the, those differences and similarities, I guess, that, that you saw, I guess, with the outdoor community or even the community as a whole, once you actually got there. Sure. Um, so my move to Richmond was completely spontaneous. Um, I had visited here a handful of times and really liked it. Spent a lot of time on the river with friends, um, that I had met while I was down here, um, while visiting and, I had been living in Pennsylvania, you know, my whole life, and I really just wanted a change. And two of my friends at the time uh, had a third roommate leave their apartment and were like, yeah, you should totally just move in and live here. <laughs> and in my head, I was like, you know what? I'm, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to put in my two weeks tomorrow. And I have no idea, like thinking about it now that I'm older, I'm like, I have no idea what even led that impulse. Um, but I'm really glad that I did it. And, you know, moving down here, there's such an outdoor based community, especially with the James River being there and we have access to all these trails that are local. Um, it's, it's really, really an outdoor based city. So once I moved down here, it was like all of these random things started falling into place, um, like partnering with um, Boston Brewing Company and their Vagabonds program to promote more of a safe and responsible outdoor recreation to Um, my dog and I are currently now, uh, trying to complete the Virginia state parks trail fest, uh, which is to hike all 39 state parks in Virginia, um, which I think we have six, six or seven left. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been, we, we were busy (laughs) during quarantine. We we used that as a way to cope, which was nice. Um, and moving down here, I didn't realize that the Virginia state parks program were voted best in America. Um, so it's very much, even the whole state is very outdoor based and then spending more time outside, it was really like the catalyst for me to create Camp Full Send and to really kind of put more action into what has been my passion for, you know, the greater portion of my life, um, which has been really, really fun. That's awesome. So, and yeah, like, like you mentioned, you know, you know, there's obviously the, this, this Richmond, you know, proper, the city and all that stuff, but just outside of that area, I mean, there's so much to do so many, you know, mm-hmm. mountain bike trails, floating James, you know, kayaking, all, all that stuff, which is, which is really cool. And honestly, it's something that I didn't take advantage of while I was at college there and still living in Virginia, unfortunately, but um, it's, it's cool 
you know, still working with a, a bunch of different uh, nonprofits that are there, you know, whether that be uh, Keep Keep Virginia Cozy or uh, uh, Beyond Boundaries and, and those guys mm-hmm. and, and gals over there. Um, it, it's cool seeing kind of how that, that community has evolved, even, you know, that I haven't physically been a part of it for a while. So um, that that's awesome. I, and th- this is an, another random thing. So have, have you ever heard of the, the organization Wild Virginia? I have. Yeah. Okay. So I didn't know if you, and we, that's another organization where they're kind of environmentalist um, kind of pr- protecting Virginia's public land. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't know if that was uh, something that you'd worked with them or, or heard of them before too, since you brought that up. So. I've heard of them through, I mean, like we talked about Brian and Shep and all of us have been connected um, for the past few years. I haven't connected with wild Virginia yet, but I would absolutely love to. Um I've, I've definitely looked at a lot of the, I mean, there's so many outdoor um, organizations in Richmond doing so many great things uh, that it's almost hard to keep track of sometimes. <laughs> and, and it's, that's such a good problem um, for an area to have, but yeah, yeah, I'll definitely end up reaching out to them at some point and see how we can benefit each other with both of our, because I feel like everyone's mission with the outdoors is almost aligned in so many ways that it's beneficial to, for all of us to know each other and and connect totally no i totally totally agree with that and yeah i think uh you all would get along the the gal that kind of runs all that um but so anyway so so you kind of you, you on a whim decided to go to richmond um <laughs> yeah. obviously ended up you know loving it enjoying your time there you're still there now and mm-hmm. got obviously pretty mm-hmm. instantly involved there so at what point i guess now transitioning sort of into camp full send Sure. When when did that become a thing? You know, obviously, because it's something that you know you're you're creating almost. So it's you, you obviously, I guess, didn't see the exact thing that was promoting what you're trying to promote. So where did that idea come from, and kind of the inspiration, and kind of w- what is it in general as well, mission, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um. So I had been working with um several nonprofits here in Richmond and several organizations that were outdoor based for you know probably since. I first came down here and I had toyed around with the idea of starting kind of my own group, but I wasn't sure exactly what it would look like. Um, And just different things that I was seeing on trail. And I think, especially in the last year during quarantine um, with doing trail quest, I would post um, like videos or photos of me and my dog on trail or I, I spent a lot of time doing solo backpacking trips and camping trips. And a lot of my friends would reach out to me and be like, oh, I wish I could do that. I just don't have the guts to sleep outside by myself. Or I really don't want to be walking a trail alone, um, that sort of thing. So I would start asking questions and be like, okay, what about hiking by yourself um, scares you or intimidates you? And I got a lot of really interesting answers that way. And then early this year, I saw the statistic that annually there are 64,000 reported um, rape and sexual assault cases in the U.S. in outdoor and public spaces. 64 is in 64 comma zero zero zero. Yeah, yeah, 64,000. And I saw that statistic and I remember thinking back to a couple of the outdoor-based podcasts I were on and every single one they were like, are you afraid of bears on trail? like, what do you do for bears? And like, well, there's only 12 bear attacks each year. And I'm, <laughs> I carry bear, bear spray and I know what to do if I run into a bear. And especially in Virginia, like black bears are so scared of you more so than you are of them. 
Um, so it wasn't a concern, but then seeing that statistic, it just kind of hit close to home. And I was like, why is no one really talking about this? Like, why is this not the conversation instead of bears? Um, so that kind of got my blood boiling a little bit. And then it was after I had framed this idea, um, for my organization in my head that there was a, a woman in Richmond who had posted a story that like, that I was not connected with yet on social media, but like 20 people ended up forwarding it to me. And she had talked about how she was on the Texas beach trail and some guy was um, following her the whole time on trail and she was purposely taking routes that she wasn't planning on taking and like routes that people normally wouldn't take to see if he would follow her. And she was talking about how uncomfortable she felt, how she just went outside to like get outside. Um, and that was kind of where I, I put my feet to the pavement, if you will, and really started on, you know, this is the organization that I want to do. I want to make sure people feel safe outside. I want to make sure people know what to do if they unfortunately ever get into a situation like that um, or anything else. And I was fortunate enough to tag on three of my friends across the U.S., to kind of help um, me with this mission. So they'll be leading uh, different chapters in different states, which is really rad to have right off of the bat. Yeah. Um, so my friend Rebecca in California works a lot with Leave No Trace. Um, she is also unfortunately a victim of sexual assault on in an outdoor space. So she is a really good resource to have. Um, so she'll be leading the chapter in California I also have my friend Kirsten in Arizona who has like insane outdoor recreation experience with like, you know, like every day after work, she's like paddle boarding in a, a body of water through canyons and like, you know, hiking through the desert, which is what I want my outdoor experiences to be. But unfortunately, there's none of that in Virginia. No. Um, and then and then we have Anna in Maine who goes to Mount Holyoke College, which is an all women's college. Um, who really wants to kind of promote that outdoor safety earlier on when people are getting more into outdoor recreation and, you know, people in our college are getting more independent as well. So they want to take those solo trips and just instilling that safety and that vigilance in them earlier, um, I think is going to be really impactful as well. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, those, the stats and uh, your friend in California, like you said, that's unfortunately experienced that. I mean, that's, um, that's something that I would bet not a lot of people that, that do it, um, do those activities frequently think about, you know, because I mean, mm -hmm. outside freedom, you're, you know, you're by yourself or the group of people or whatever in the woods, like you really shouldn't have to worry about that. So that's really uh, unfortunate stats to hear. Um yeah. I'm, I'm curious. So when you, you, you mentioned like a year prior to kind of, you know, really, really kind of hitting the ground running and, and making this thing happen, um, that you were talking to people and kind of getting their feedback of what they were, uh, I guess, what was stopping them from getting outdoors mm -hmm. and enjoying that yeah. was, was that, was that like the main thing that you were receiving? Or was there like other concerns as well, like bears, or was it, you know, assault or something like that? So I would say assault or running into, um, you know, a lot of people are like, what if a serial killer is on trail, which is something like people joke around about, but, you know, as we saw in the last year with the national parks killer, like that yeah. was a big thing. Um, 
people were most scared about that. A lot of people said, you know, I don't really know how to read a map. Um, I don't know what to do if I get lost. Um, we had a couple of people say like, what if I roll my ankle and I can't make it out of the trail and I, don't, I can't reach anyone because there's no cell phone service. Um, so it was a lot of those things. It was, I think um, once I like diagnose a lot of these problems and I acknowledge that there's a lot of gatekeeping in the outdoor industry as well. I think it's really hard for people to get into um, different like recreational activities um, and be like, hey, I have no knowledge in this topic whatsoever. I don't really know what to do and be able to learn about the different like gear aspects that you would need or how to kind of get to the point where you can be independent on your own. So I kind of wanted to break that gatekeeping down so that people felt comfortable in this community to ask any question that they wanted to, whether it be like, hey, I'm really embarrassed. I don't know how to read a map. And I'm here to tell people that's not embarrassing. If that's not a skill that you already have, like we're help happy to help you with that skill. Um, so it's been a lot of that so far too. And just being able to have people ask those questions and be like, hey, I don't really know how to do this. Or um, I'd be too scared if a bear came by because I don't know exactly what to do or what kind of gear that I would need to prevent a bear attack or anything like that. Yeah, that makes sense. And so, so are you kind of, um, uh, I, I guess, are you taking more like a, a workshop, workshop, I can't speak, <laughs> workshop type route and like breaking those down in those different categories and getting groups of people and kind of educated in that way? Or, or I guess what, what does, I guess, in, in a little more detail, what, what does like, uh, I guess, what you're trying to accomplish with camp right. and kind of actually look like as far as like, you know, if I, if I didn't know what I was doing, whether it be bear, reading a map, anything like that, how would I approach that? Sure. So we're still very green. Um, we're still a very new organization. I think we're also taking, since we started during, um, you know, the height of COVID, we took a lot of that into account, account as well. Like how do we provide these resources to people, but also maintaining a level of social distancing. Um, and then we're also keeping our eye on this Delta variant that everybody's talking about as well. Um, so essentially right now, Camp Full Send is a community that's based on three pillars, which is vigilance, um, accessibility, and inclusion. So one of the things that I really wanted to be intentional about um, with starting Camp Full Send is I always wanted this to be a free resource. Um, one of the barriers to recreating outside for a lot of people is lack of access to funds for gear, um, lack of access for funds um, to attend workshops because a lot of times workshops cost money um, and lack of access um, just to be able to get out to these spaces. So one of the things that um, we've been talking about doing is in the future, we just did our first workshop at Boston last week, which went really well. Um, and one of the things we've been talking about doing is partnering with different organizations to teach workshops okay. and kind of connect those outdoor experts together. Um, so we, I went to a workshop with um, Department of Wildlife Resources on Monday where they talked about um, Virginia black bears and what to do in the instance, if you see a bear, how to properly store your food, that sort of thing. So we'll definitely be partnering with organizations like that to provide that information. 
Um, I've also been in contact with someone that teaches self-defense workshops, um, particularly geared towards self-defense against sexual assault. So we'll also be sharing that information as well. Um, in the meantime, me and the other camp counselors, I talk, call them the chapter leaders, um, are working on writing some blogs that'll be free online resources as well. So people will essentially be able to go to our website and look up different topics like how to um, recognize and avoid snake bites um, and different things like that for their location. So it'll be like an online resource where they could search for different things, um, especially like wilderness first aid related, anything that I saw in those um, answers that people responded to my question about what scares them the most about the outdoors. So we can help just spread that knowledge and hopefully make an impact for someone. If, if they do need it, they remember it or retain something um, and learn a little bit more. So they feel a little bit more safe and comfortable opting outside. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I, and I wonder, and I always like say this lightly, cause obviously all the, the COVID stuff and the Delta variant and all mm -hmm. that stuff is super unfortunate, but it, it, so I'm, you know, take all this with a grain of salt thinking that I'm not thinking, but do you think that it almost might help kind of with the progression of that as you know, if hopefully things don't go back to how they were a year ago, but yeah. if they do, you know, it's might more people might be encouraged to go outside and then maybe you could, you know, like the blogs or videos or whatever you right. can kind of turn that virtually and still kind of encourage people that way. Do you, do you think that might be helpful kind of, if that makes sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, either way, if we, we are able to have these workshops pop off without a hitch, we'll always be doing videos and writing blogs about those topics too. Um, especially with having three chapter leaders in other states, we want to make sure those people get the information as well um because they'll be they'll be kind of organizing different workshops and we'll have to but the whole purpose of the community is to be able to share as much information that we can um so that other people can kind of take the information that they need or want and use it to their advantage when they're opting outside however that they do um and having that that peace of mind because I think especially um one of the things I recognized last year is I have so many friends across the U.S. that are outdoor experts in very different um, realms of the outdoor industry and connecting them together has been such a joy because it's it's kind of inspired other people to, you know, paddleboard or go mountain biking um, or people that have wanted to do something for so long, but just haven't had access to the, the knowledge to do those things. So being able to kind of facilitate those conversations and get people together is hopefully going to impact um, someone or anyone or a group of people to be able to full send on whatever they want and do it in a way that's safe for them and safe for the environment too. That's, that's awesome. And, and that makes sense. And it's cool that you're kind of building that net, that network, you know, not only locally in Richmond, but as you mentioned, kind of across the country, um, which is, which is huge as well and different insight and, you know, kind of grow into those communities um, as well. So I guess who is, you know, or I guess who's your primary, I guess, the, the audience that you're trying to reach, you know, is it, is it a, a female? Is it a male? Is it anybody? Is it, you know, cause obviously you start, you know, obviously when you bring up sexual assault, you know, kind of those things, is that kind of your right. main f focus is kind of getting, um, <clears throat> you know, those individuals out, out of kind of their shell that way? Sure. Yeah. That's a great question. And that's something that I, I really loved talking about in our workshop last week. 
Um, Cause a lot of people see our mission and they see it as a women's initiative, which is something I'm trying to get out of um, early on because um, I think with one of our pillars being in inclusion, it excludes a lot of people. Um, statistically that, um, that number of 64,000 rape and sexual assault cases faces, you know, primarily women, uh, people in the queer community, trans folk, um, people of color. And I didn't wanna exclude men from the conversation because I think it's really important for men to be a part of the conversation. Um, and I think it's really important for men to, to recognize that this problem exists and also recognize, you know, these are people that are also on trail with people that are unfortunately um, a part of that statistic. So recognizing situations and being able to aid is where I see the benefit being there. So I see it as an organization really for anyone um, and anyone has a part in kind of bringing that statistic down and being an aid into the fight against people not being able to opt outside without peace of mind. Yeah, no, and that that totally makes sense. And as I was, you know, kind of curious that route, because yeah. I, I, I sort of thought that, um, and kind of my thought was, you know, also, you know, obviously, you know, ha having a diverse kind of people that represent Camp Full Send, you know, mm -hmm. the, the people that you're trying to get involved in outdoors, they might, you know, relate, um, relate to to you better than they were a, a guy or you know you talk about the gay right. community and that kind of stuff so having I think and kind of having that diversity and kind of have that mission and kind of having these different people in there probably helps kind of break down that first bear like oh well why would I listen to this person in this case it's I will listen to this person they they look like me or they have the same right. values or whatever as me so that's that's cool as well yeah yeah totally um so, and obviously the community in, in general has been pretty open, it sounds like, as far as uh, working with you and working with different, um, you know, businesses and nonprofits as well. What, um, and I, I know you're still kind of in, in the beginning phases of, of all this and kind of getting mm -hmm. off the ground, which I'm really excited to have you on this early because, you know, hopefully yeah. in a couple of years, we'll have a, a recap and kind of see, see where it's all gone. But yeah, what, I guess, what is kind of the, what, what is the overall and that's kind of hard because obviously the overall <laughs> impact that you want to have is to get more people out, outdoors but is there like something specific I guess in that light where you you know where you see this you know like I said in, in two years or whatnot like how how has how would it have impacted people if you would um in an idea in an ideal world if that makes sense oh that's a great question <laughs> um truly I think I would be happy if there was ever a situation where someone needed our knowledge and used it to our advantage and it helped them. That's, that's the impact that I would want to have. Um, a lot of Camp Full Send actually came from my sister being in a situation where she was carjacked when she was in grad school. Oh, wow. um, and she was in a very, very dangerous situation where um, you know, she was forced to drive with this person that was holding a gun to her head wow. and did something very smart by driving the car up onto a curb and getting it stuck. And then when the, the carjacker asked her to get out to like push the car, she ran and was shot at and uh, fortunately survived, survived, but it's, it's knowledge like that where, you know, if I were in that situation, I wouldn't necessarily think to do that. 
Um, so sharing those kind of experiences and sharing that knowledge to be impactful if someone gets into that situation, they remember, you know, that experience and that story and kind of have an arrow in their quiver, if you will, to help aid in their survival. So it's really the impact that I want is for people to be able to get out of those situations if they happen or if they, um, you know, are fearful of those situations happening, that they have a little bit more peace of mind knowing that, you know, they have this community that's provided information and resources to them um, to be able to do the things that they want to do. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And that, um, and glad that situation worked out but that's that's insane. like yeah. I don't I wouldn't have thought of that you know yeah <laughs> like that's so and, that, and that's that's right I mean it's kind of like, I guess you know having these workshops and these classes and camps and whatnot you know it, it almost in a way comes that that muscle memory and you know you kind of kind of pull that out. okay now this is what I'm supposed to do in the situation you know let's let's yeah. let's make it through it so I could definitely see how that could be impactful kind of in in any situation where either you know mm-hmm. outdoors or downtown or you know wherever that may be so mm-hmm. um yeah so, so so to that point right now you know what what would be kind of that one piece of advice that you might offer somebody you know whether and you can take this whichever uh direction that you'd like sure. but you know whether in your case you know obviously you became very passionate about the outdoors became passionate about you know protecting the environment now you're passionate about um, making sure it's safe and people yeah. know how to work through issues, you know, and then created Camp Folsom because of that. So maybe somebody that, that has that same passion, but doesn't know what to do with it. Or maybe it's somebody that's, you know, has loves watching YouTube videos and Instagram and all this stuff of all these people doing all this crazy outdoor stuff. But mm-hmm. for some, whatever reason, they're like, ah, I don't know if that's for me type of deal. You know, what, what would push right. them over the edge to get out there? So you can, you can answer one, you can answer two. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think especially if you're a passionate person that's thinking about doing something I know for me a lot of barriers at the time are I always wait for like that moment or like I wait for that perfect time or you know I'm I'm always thinking down the horizon where I'm like all right I have to create a website I have to create all these branding items like all that stuff doesn't really matter at the end of the day Um, as long as you have a mission and you want to help people that's what's going to drive you. And there's never going to be that perfect time where you're going to get everything done or everything's going to go perfectly. Um, It's really about um, what's that quote? People don't believe what you do. They believe why you do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's really about building that community of people that support your passion because they're also passionate about it. So if there's a project or, you know, an organization that you want to start for whatever reason, um, it's it's cheesy but you just have to start it you don't have to wait for anything um you don't have to wait to solidify a business plan or make sure that you have secure funding if it's something that you're passionate about you can just go ahead and do it yeah that makes sense kind of don't don't get stuck in the in making everything perfect um you know like just put put one foot in front of the other and kind of let the pieces kind of fall as you as you figure it out and i'm I do yeah. that every day. So it's not a bad, uh, <laughs> not a bad strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, where, yeah, absolutely. Where, where can people find you online? Um, and you know, to check in with the different, uh, 
workshops that are local or the different uh, resources? You know, you mentioned some some stuff on the website and and whatnot. Where can people yeah. find you online to kind of uh, you know get that encouragement and kind of understand you know what to do in certain uh, uh, circumstances and situations? You know, to encourage them to still get outdoors and enjoy it. Sure. So we just launched our website last week. It's campfullsend.com. Um, and on there, we have links to all of our current resources. We're about to launch a Facebook group, um, which will be impactful for people to be able to ask any kind of question that they want. Um, we're being really vigilant of having it being, you know, like a no judgment safe space um, where we're just connecting different levels of outdoor um, advocates and outdoor experts to help facilitate those conversations. Um, we'll also be posting our workshops on the website as well when we have them. Uh, we also have an Instagram account at Camp Full Send, uh, where we'll be posting all that information as well. So whichever um, social media channel people use, they can find us on there. Awesome. Well, everyone, definitely uh, make sure you check them out, uh, see what they're up to. And, uh, you know, as, uh, as we mentioned before, you know, even if you're not in the Richmond area, if you are definitely check them out, uh, with the in-person stuff, um, as, as the world permits currently, but, um, definitely check them out, you know, yeah. for inspiration, if, if you are in California or Colorado or wherever you may be. So, uh, but anyways, Caitlin, thank you for being on, uh, the show today and kind of sharing your story and kind of your, your background of all and where that passion came from. And then of course, uh, the mission with Camp Fulson. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening. And hey, if you made it this far and like what you've heard, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let your friends know about life in motion. Until next time.